seen one too many. Now, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos for creative. Who is that? Tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. Alright, welcome everybody here in the audience and at home listening at home. Welcome to the... Welcome everyone, welcome to the 50th episode of the Horny Horror Hour. I'm Zach and we're celebrating our 50th <laughs> episode tonight with a movie that is more impressively more celebrating impressive. its 50th anniversary, which is kind of crazy. Happy birthday! Because we're covering Night of the Living Dead, released almost 50 years ago in 1968 on October 1st. So what you old piece of shit. better way... What? To end this season of episodes for Horny Horror Hour than with the godfather of the modern zombie, the film that jump-started the dusty horror scene of the time, and the dad dick of Walking Dead and 28 Days Later, if you know what I mean, right? Yeah, dad dick. Yeah, bad dick. Yeah, but fuck Walking Dead. Um, and yes, we will be taking around a month off the podcast after this episode, and while that sounds pretty unfortunate, we're really just going to be working on getting the, the studio we record at to be a little more sound positive. Which would make everything sound a lot better. We're gonna yeah, a lot of sage. Of, We're gonna burn some candles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a, it's, it's a spirits you heard in the paranormal Get rid activity. of the dead body in the corner. It's starting to rot. Of course. Yuck. And while we're doing that, we're also going to look at some ways to <laughs> improve everything. Yeah. Um, but that said, we're going to get uh, back to how we're doing this week because I had a pretty good one myself. I realized that they don't sell Mother's Day's card. Mother's Day. Card? Mother Day. Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Mother's Day cards. After Mother's Day. Okay. Because you should be on time with that. Why? Well, I was a week late just because I was out of town. And Shitty I, I wasn't, son. I was yeah. a week late. I was out of town. I wasn't able to. Get, I wasn't able to get there on Sunday. Should have given it to her before. You should have le- left it in the mailbox or something, yeah. or like put it under like her. Wow. Go in your bookshelf she and open this you. book. That shit hurts. I think mm. that if Hallmark wants to get a step up on the competition, they should release all year all holiday Belated. stuff. Because I was I was like a week late and I couldn't find anything. I had to give her a graduation one. Or you could oh, have given. That's what it, I do. Yeah. I like. I do it even if I'm on time just to be quirky. Like happy birthday, and I cross it out and say like, hey, happy anniversary. Like stuff like that. That's Sorry about your loss. Because you know <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry about your loss. Sorry about your loss. Sorry about your awesome son. I love you, Mother's Day. Happy. Yeah. Yes. Or here's an idea: get a blank card. Ooh, Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you know what's crazy? You make one. Pieces of paper everywhere. Yeah. You can make your own. But I didn't, and I also found out your that would love that. Two coworkers that actually like at work are not great human beings. I was at my traffic today, sitting in the same traffic I sit every day. I spent 25 minutes going from one exit, three exits up. And you know what I saw? I saw two of my coworkers get in the exit lane, go all the way down, and then merge oh on at the <gasps> very end. I so saw rude. it. Garbage. I so saw rude. It. I saw it. Now I know that it's I'm not going to say their names because I don't want to cause any assassinations here. Yeah. But I honked at someone on the way to work yeah, and then they just kept going the same direction and then they pulled into my parking deck and I was so scared you got in the elevator <laughs> together oh, God. I literally d- almost did what but I, I took the stairs it was not anyone from my company though because there's a lot of companies in my building well hearing from you how, how was your week you're a birthday boy yeah. I am a birthday boy yeah. Woo! The big two seven that's crazy I feel so much older now and more mature of course you're such a babe yes I'm not a child anymore I'm into no. mature things wow I mean, like yeah. wine and feet yeah. That's what men like. <laughs> I was a boy and I was into boobs and butt, and now it's just feet all the Wine time. And feet. Yes. Oh, that's acquired taste. They both age like fine wine. That, yeah. That's definitely true as well. But how'd you spend your birthday? I spent it with my family. Me and my daughter went to the aquarium because I get nice. it for free. Atlanta Aquarium in front of the area. Yes, this it's, is true. It's top quality, 100% A. Yeah. Plus. This is true. And they're doing some expansions too for 2020. So Expansion I'm not sure. Pack. Yep, expansion. But gotta grab that DLC. It's gonna be more yep. expensive to get in next year, yeah. or yeah. 2020. But it was super cool. I had a good time. Had a good family dinner. Um, and also, I saw Deadpool two over the weekend. Me which too. Is I did too. That was, was it good? Great. That Very was funny. Good. Yeah, it was good. I'm a big Deadpool fan. Good as the first one? I don't think so. I think better. Probably I better, disagree. Maybe. I thought it was a little cheesy, but mm. I, I, the first you one was. To me, the best, but this one's still funny. Still go see it. Okay. You had Ramrod in it, or whatever his name is. Ramrod. 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 Wow, big spoiler. Holy fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Is that a spoiler? It's like a big reveal. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know who he was. Maybe we'll edit this out. Maybe we won't. But I go see Deadpool too. Oh my too. god! Please edit that um, out. We heard your voice, Macias. Uh, what's been What's been bothering you this last week? If one thing grinded your gears, what was it? You know. That I'm living the best life. It's oh. not fair. Uh, not fair to everyone else. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. I've like been to that. five tonight. 
is my fifth concert <laughs> in six days. I went to see Mastodon and Primus. I went That's to go see show. some local bands, Illegal Drugs, and, and Skin, Skin jobs. jobs. Saturday, I saw Tune Yards. Sunday, I took my niece and her mom to go see Calpurnia because Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things is uh, the lead singer. How was it? Oh, she into that? It was, she's so into that. She's so obsessed. So That's so cool. We look up at one point, all these girls start screaming because you know it's all 13-year-old girls Obviously, in there. Obviously, yeah. So we look up in the balcony and it's like, um, the two kids from Stranger Things, Dustin with no teeth, and then the black kid whose name I don't remember. Oh, uh, Kevin? Uh, I forget his name. I'm probably wrong name. And then the fat kid from It. I hate to say fat kid, but that's the only way I know to describe right. him. Right. And they were all up in the balcony, so, Aww. oh my God, my, my niece was going crazy. She was like, so excited. You probably were with her, though, as they excited. Uh, no, I was, yeah. I was laughing. I was like, whatever, man. I've never seen a celebrity. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was pretty excited. I'm sorry. It's Lucas. Lucas, Lucas. Lucas. he's cute. Caleb McLaughlin. Yes. He's cute. So that was awesome. She freaked out. And then tonight I'm going to see Ice Age. So Mm. I am just having a great week. And God, what a great film. First we see Deadpool and then you're going to see Ice Age. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, Ice Age. Kids movie. First in those eardrums. Yep. Well, Ash, what are we calling you and what's going on with you? You can call me Entrails Ash. Entrails Ash. I'm not like going in the trails, but like I'm ripping out entrails. Whatever you want, baby. Whatever. I like Um, it. Fluid. Yeah, I'm good. I went and saw RBG this weekend. It's a documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and it was fucking excellent. Sounds pretty exciting. It was. It's really nerdy to say, but it was good. I got my tarot cards read this weekend, and things are looking really good for me right now. Do you have a friend reading, or did you go Yeah, my friend does. Friend reading is cool. I call her, I'm like, hey, I need you to do this. I'm having feelings, and then, yeah, it was good. I learned how to do that so I could have like a trick at parties. Yeah, it's so fun to have her do that. It is so much fun. And it's it's like a therapy session, basically. I'll give you her number. You're not supposed to um, buy your own tarot cards if you're a reader, but you have to be gifted them, Mm. which is pretty cool. I didn't know that. Is that a thing? That's a thing. I did not know that. According to Maria, that's a thing. Yeah, it's it's fun. It is good. It's, It's very... It's Whatever not like a fortune teller type thing where I think people think that it is. It has like nothing to do with that at no, all. It's, it's legit. It's a bit yeah. different. Mm. Well, uh, let's make like Barbara from the movie. And be a huge bitch. And coming <laughs> to God, you, Barbara. She was, she was so I'm annoying. coming <laughs> to you, Barbara. Um, that was very old wait, school wait. acting. Yeah. It's I'm coming for you, Barbara. Yeah. That's good. Oh, oh, my God. We're coming for the synopsis right now. Yes. They're you horny for, for you, Barbara. Yeah. And if you haven't seen this movie, just set pause right now. Just seriously, just stop it. Look on YouTube. It's a free movie. We'll get over the copyright stuff and why it's so available in a second. But just get better at being a horror fan advocate because if you want to be one, you're going to have to watch this movie to have any repertoire. If we had to, to suffer, about. so do you. That's Aww. right. Thank you, Saucy Boy. I was watching this fucking movie and I was like, oh my God, they're going to be like such advocates for it, but me and Macias are going to be at the same fucking This is literally the, the lowest I've ever rated any movie. <laughs> We've ever seen. My only Shame argument, on you. My only argument is that I understand that it's not keeping up with the times, but this movie came out in 1968 yeah. and created the modern zombie. I yeah. have a lot of respect for this movie, yes. sure. and that's why I appreciate it. Yeah, I can get that. And so despite the movie being soups influential to horror and just zombie culture in general, plot isn't super complex, but really borders on simple for us in the now now. But back then, the idea of zombies and these survival horror movies weren't as common as they are now. So just think of like any movies where people are surviving in a confined space together. Right. That wasn't as common back then. This started a lot of that stuff. Like A and Quiet Place, which is pretty big right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. that whole concept. So let's get back to the synopsis. Uh, Night of the Living Dead is centered around a group of unrelated survivors that find themselves seeking refuge in an old farmhouse during a ghoulish zombie panic. I use the word ghoul because we'll get to it in a moment. That was the preferred word for the monsters in the film Don't initially. Don't say the Z word. Don't say the Z word. And as the conflict wears on in this movie, the party fractures of course. Some members become infected and everything crumbles and spoiler alert it leads to Ben, our protagonist seemingly escaping before being mistaken by his rescuers for a zombie and shot in the head. So just really quick. I knew that was going to fucking happen when the well, cop showed up. I was yeah. like, yep, this is it. Well, we're it, conditioned to think that now. Yeah. He'll be fucking get, he's so going to be sad. get outed. But what, what did you guys think about the ending of the movie being like a unsuccessful ending? And can you guys think of any other movies you've seen that, that you really like that are unsuccessful horror ending. endings that are similar? I can think of one. I'll, I'll give mine. But Cabin in the Woods is also a movie that doesn't end very happily. Right. Mine was The Mist. 
Okay. Because yeah. the he ends the up the car at the end. The car at the end. Yeah. They think they're you gonna die, and then they get. That's sad. That very sad. That's very sad. But I do appreciate that in this movie. It's effective. It is effective. Like, even though, for me, that was more effective than like the zombie horror stuff. Like, oh shit, he's done. It's fucked. It's more realistic. Like, yeah. It honestly is. Yeah. Yeah. I think of House of a Thousand Corpses when. You know, the girl gets picked up at the side of the road at the end of the movie yes. by oh, Captain God. Spaulding, yep. and then you see the guy, Otis, like, pop out of the backseat. Yeah. You're like, oh, she's fucked. She's yep. going right back That's to the crazy. house. Isn't that going, like, slow motion or some shit after that? I remember it just like, pauses. Super cheap. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, so a lot of stuff going on here. But, Ash, uh, this may be pretty easy for you, but can we just jump into what kind of genre and subgenre we're dealing with? We're dealing with horror, but some other stuff I'm sure is going on. Yeah, so Zach mentioned the genre is obviously horror. However... I have an idea that I want to run by you. I'm going to do it. Okay. I would argue that it comes with the side of sci-fi. Yeah. Oh, definitely. definitely. Okay. I agree with you. No, it's yeah. That, isn't it because of the satellite or some shit? Like the news reporters talking about government officials meeting with space experts, discussing the possibility of radiation mm-hmm. and the planet Venus. I mean, it just seems appropriate. Yeah. So yeah. yay. Yeah, but also I was not expecting of, that at all. I think by no. the times that's when the space program was getting launched. So mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense that everything was focused on space, even music at that point. Yeah. So people will argue that Romero's influence came from earlier zombie films, like I Walked with a Zombie from 1943 and White Zombie from 1932. But Romero will tell you that he consciously stayed away from these films as their focus was more on like Haitian voodoo folklore with like these zombies generally being controlled by some like mastermind. Yeah. And to him, zombies were these characters in this like voodoo Caribbean shit. His were flesh eating ghouls. But eventually he gave up arguing his point and was like, yeah, fuck it. Call them zombies. Right. Like, saying from not calling them ghouls anymore, but calling them zombies. Yeah. Like aggressive. so many people were like, oh, they're zombies. Like, fine. But they're fucking zombies. Change the way we look at zombies yes, now. And the absolutely. cranberries came out with that song. I mean, we just can't. It's all, it, it's, it's all downhill from there. Romero's truer inspiration lied rather in horror American Gothic literature, most notably this novel that I've been trying to get my hands on, I Am Legend, written by Richard Matheson in, I think it was like 54. You mean the original I Am Legend that like the Will Smith movie was based on? Yes. Yes. Much book. later. I, I didn't realize it was written in 1954, you said? I didn't realize that yeah. either. And That's Matheson crazy. would later joke with Romero, like, you ripped off my book. And Romero's like, no, you use vampires. Mine are ghouls. That or, is mm-hmm. a big distinction. Yeah. That's true. Um, but The Raising of the Dead shows influences by uh, Edgar Allan Poe and H.P. Lovecraft. Can't beat that. Yeah. So uh, the style of this film is also super fascinating. It's got that very low budget feel, was shot with a 35 millimeter film and was notably grainy. And Romero said it wouldn't be what it was if it didn't have that like rusty, dusty look to it. So, yeah, did we all did we all watch it in black and white or did yeah. you? I have a good uh, story about this. I actually tried to watch it in like Technicolor. Yeah. And, like, uh, and I saw some screens where it had like remastered colors. Yeah. Like, that looks like a, that looks legit. Yeah, Problem he's is, not a fan of that. They're assigning colors that weren't there initially, and right. so you get these weird color swaths that even 15 minutes in, I just switched to black and white because it just didn't seem right. Yeah, right. it seemed especially with the, the the very harsh black and white. Like there's a lot of like dark. a lot of it was very dark. Yeah. It's crazy how. They would try to add color to that and try to make it... They also made the first car was pink. I was like, you really think they'd be driving a pink car? I don't know. Maybe it was supposed to be salmon. Yeah. Well, all I know about salmon is if you're eating fish... You're getting sick. Okay. So the shots or the freeze frames of the dead walking in the woods is that's very like well known, right? That's like a very effective in the unsettling feel of the film. And I think these images are really hard to forget. I mean, I have a t-shirt with that. That, on it. that I gifted to you? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. that's it. There's a lot of iconic shots from yeah. just the zombies walking around in the landscape. Yeah. 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 Romero really admired Hitchcock's film style with the unusual camera angles and the shadows, which is apparent throughout the whole film. And I think that's like one of my favorite things about this movie is like the look of it. But uh, one last stylistic element I want to touch on is the sequence of uh, gory undead images presented at the end of the movie. 
it almost gives it like a photojournalist documentary feel like that's what it, I was feeling. Yeah. Like if this actually happened in 68, this is what the newscast would look like. See, I was reminded of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was about to say that. Absolutely. Yeah. Tobe Hooper doing the documentary. And Watching those pictures, like yeah. what would this look like in what 1971, whenever it came out. 1971. Yeah. yeah, but you probably got that from this because I think that is super ef- effective in like the scare factor. Yeah. So, but Zach, do you want to fill folks in a little bit more about Romero? Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do a little bit about it, but there's so much to do. I'm gonna try to condense it into what's just maybe effective for this movie. Yeah, there's a lot to cover with them being so prolific in the genre. Yeah, and we've already talked about the director George A. Romero. May he rest in peace, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do a quick refresher of his life before we lead up to his conception and A plus execution of Night of the Living Dead. But first, one, two, three, go! All of you guys, what year was he born? I want to. I want to see what you guys. Yes, really quick. Don't think. 1920. 1920. 1892. 1892. Like Abercrombie. Oh, sh- 37. Okay, we got 37, 1892, and 1920. Well, I want to talk about your number, Messias. <laughs> Abercrombie is the year they were established. <laughs> what the oh, okay. 1892. That, that green jacket you're thinking that he this, always wears. This movie came out in 68. I just want to point that out. Uh-huh. So that would be a very impressive movie for yes. somebody that was born in the Civil War times. 60, 70 already? <laughs> he has a secret to the undead living there. Well, just kidding. Ash, you had it. You were three as years off. As far as we off. know. 1940. He was okay. born Damn. in New York City until uh, he moved to Pittsburgh to attend college at Carnegie Mellon University, where he graduated in 1960. After that, he began shooting commercial short films, and one of the first that he did was a Mr. Rogers segment on sickness. Really? Oh, yeah, I saw that. You can see it online. It's actually pretty cool. Um, after about eight years of doing all that bullshit freelance work, commercials, and all these documentaries and these short films, Romero and friends decided, what the hell, let's make a horror movie. We want to make some uh, cheap movie, sell it for a lot of money. Yeah, and they formed the, the production plan. company Image 10 Productions, which is a really shitty name. But yeah, I guess it is. It does not represent anything. Yeah. Image isn't even a computer term at that point. It's just a photograph, I guess. I don't even mm. know. Yeah. But they eventually raise $114,000 through charity work and washing cars. Yeah. <laughs> private donors, which leads us to Romero's and the Living Dead and what would make him famous for the creation of the modern zombie. Through this movie, he made in that series Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, not to mention his contribution to horror with Creep Show, Monkey Shine, and some Tales from the Dark Sides Monkey as well. Um, all that said, Romero passed away last summer. I believe it was in June or July. And uh, I think he'll always be remembered for his good smile and his like glasses. really great glasses. His big yeah. glasses. I mean, no one knows this, but he was actually the guy that they modeled uh, up on. That's not always what you I know? think. That's the thing I think all the time. They yeah. had to have. But well, maybe too similar. Was he a grumpy? Was he a grumpy? Yeah, I don't think he was grumpy, but I mean, he just, just the looks way he like looked. the guy. Fair, yeah. Yeah. Know, but Ash, what about uh, the writer? He probably gets less up. Claim, if you will. Yeah, so screenwriter is John Russo, who is actually the first ghoul stabbed in the head in this movie. Okay. So Russo and Romero met at Carnegie Mellon, but he was drafted into the army for a couple years. Oh, fuck. Yeah, really shitty. But was reunited with Romero after and worked with him producing all the commercials and all that shit. This man has published over 20 books, and one of his books... The art and craft of movie making called Scare Tactics was very inspirational for a fuckload of directors, including your boy Tarantino. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad that he's my boy. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like no, associate him. him with you he's now. Small, he's you always pick all of his favorite movies. Yeah. That's true. It's like you're going on a list to decide your next movie and you just or go, just What have, does Tarantino like? Yeah. So I'm not going to go into the whole cast. I can already see you guys' faces blanking in yep. my head if I did. But we do have to talk about our protagonist, Ben, played by the elegant Dwayne Jones. There's too many reasons not to talk about him. Yeah. yeah. So in interviews, time and time again. There's too many reasons not to talk about him? Switch that. There's too many reasons to talk about him. Okay. So in interviews time and time again, Romero always said he didn't intend to make the film about race. He genuinely thought that Jones gave the best audition. 
He and did do really well for the Yeah, record. I thought so. Yeah. I mean, even the character, he's the best character in the whole fucking movie. For sure. Oh, for they sure. pulled it off, yeah. And the role of his character was actually supposed to be an uneducated, foul-mouthed, trucker-type dude. Mm. Which is exact opposite right. of Jones, true, yeah. who is like a model actor and academic. Yeah. yeah, he studied internationally, got his undergrad at University of Pittsburgh, and he was actually working on his master's at NYU while they were shooting this film. Wow. Yeah. But Jones basically was like, nah, not going to do this character like that. Uh, had the dialogue changed to what he thought the character should actually be, and I think that was a really mm-hmm. smart move. And I also mentioned that uh, after watching the documentary, I also noticed that they didn't change any of the script to acknowledge that he was uh, black, Mm-mm. which was kind of interesting because you, you, a lot of the movies of that time, if you had somebody that was in a prominent role, they would definitely make cues about the racial structure, but nothing yeah. was made. So, though it was not deliberate to cast an African-American actor and it was not intentional to make a racially charged film, it inevitably be, became one. Uh, Romero recalls driving to New York with Russo to see if they could actually get the film distributed when MLK got shot Mm. or when MLK got assassinated. And he suddenly knew then that the film took on a feel of a racial statement. Mm -hmm. And I guess they kind of just went with it. Because you also have to consider those original Haitian-style zombie films. Uh, The traditional role of black zombies in these older films were known as the bad guys or the monsters. And in Night, our protagonist is seen as a black hero. Right. So you can't really deny the topic of race when discussing this movie. It would just be ignorant. This is true. But I also think that this might happen a lot especially with horror films that like underlying meaning of what monsters are accidentally just happens. Yeah. Stumbles into this great epiphany of like some social or sociopolitical stance. So like what your idea of this being like some anthropological theme might be completely different than what a director actually envisioned for it. We could talk about how racially charged this movie is or isn't probably for days. So I think we should probably move on to location and budget. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this movie is a Pittsburgh movie through and through. It's a Steelers fan base that uh, It's loves. actually a Steelers fan fiction. If mm. you look at it deeply, they're all I'm the, not even joking. Like A lot of the Steelers fan stuff comes from Romero as well. Not a lot, but there is a small subsection of them knowing that's a Pittsburgh movie. Interesting. I was just joking. They didn't, make really, they didn't really make movies in Pittsburgh then. But, the, but he's always been a Pittsburgh guy, which is yeah. crazy this movie came from them. But it came from Evans City which is a little bit off Pittsburgh. And here's what one of the cast members said about the situation. To write more context, this movie um, was filmed by some Carnegie Mellon graduates. So true. Carnegie Mellon is in Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. they kind of were just like around the university. Um, this is from a cast member. We knew that we could not raise enough money to shoot a film on a par with a classic horror which we had all been grown up on. Now, the best way we could do this was to place our cast in a remote spot and then bring the horror to be visited on them in that spot. They just, they couldn't afford anything. They went to a small suburb in Evans City, found a, you know, a dilapidated farmhouse, which I think now I read is a parking lot. Oh no. So sad. Yeah, but they found something, they did it. I wanna go to that basement. How resourceful. It is, it is very resourceful, but the reason they weren't able to get a very large location is because their budget started, well, the budget was 114000 but get this, initially the members of the production company Image 10, there was 10 of them, you know, hence okay, I see. Image that's, 10. That's very clever. Uh-huh. Still a really dumb name. They donated $600 each. Can you guys do math? How much do they have? 10 times what? 600 6000 Carry the one. Okay. They got yeah, a cool $6,000 until they shop this around and realized we can't make a fucking movie no. for $6,000. No. Yeah, Not even in 68. Not and they were like, you guys got to raise $6,000 more. They did that, and they just kept going until they got this $114,000. So they which, all kept donating and no, no, donating. No, no, no. They eventually found private investors okay. as well to get them the 114 That makes sense. But it is funny to think that initially they wanted to do this for $6,000 with 10 mm, members. They thought yeah. that they could. And it really reminds me of Tobe Hooper's career. Tobe's. 
not career, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise in the beginning of it, where they were doing a lot of interesting stuff with the movie, which we'll lead to in a second with some financial copyright shit in the same way that Toe Pooper had problems with a lot of his distribution as well. So Image 10, the film's the production company, as you know, uh, did not have an easy time finding someone to distribute this movie because of the violence and the gore. Some it's companies... Wild. Huh? That's just wild. Cause it, yeah. yeah. I don't know, considering at the time. Yeah, I mean, they definitely ate body parts yeah. in the movie. That's probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so some companies asked them to reshoot the movie and cut some of the gruesomeness and change cut the ending. Cut it. Yeah. Cut it out. And Romero said, fuck no, we're not doing that. That Mad respect. Yeah, mad yeah. respect for that. So unfortunately, the movie ran into another issue that wasn't realized until the movie was released. The movie was eventually picked up by a distributor, um... And, but they had to change the name from Night of the Flesh Eaters, that was the original title, to, and that was because there was already a movie called Flesh Eaters released four years earlier, and lawyers said no. Don't Shit. love the name anyway. No. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not great. Um, so they changed it to Night of the Living Dead, but when they did that, they forgot to add the copyright notices to the beginning and the oh end credits. Oh my God. I know. Fuck. Yep. Sucks. So uh, whose job was that? I bet they were real embarrassed. Yeah. No shit. Oh shit! Uh, y'all. They're still getting hit in the back of the head. Oh yeah. yeah. We're dead. Well, True. in the grave they are. In the grave, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. They uh, fucked up big time. So they're from in that the waiting room in Beetlejuice. Just oh yeah. Like they're purgatory for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They from day one, this movie was public. The moment it came out, unfortunately. Yep. So filmmakers have fought this. The filmmakers have fought this in federal court, but clearly they were unsuccessful because just last night I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Damn. It is legally everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some say that the movie, had it been protected by copyright, uh, zombies as we know it would have been completely different. I completely he, agree. Yeah. Because they would have been able to, I think they said he would have been protected, Romero, until like 2024. Wow. Well, that and like even the amount of places they were showing it, there was theaters in Europe that got to pick this movie up that would never have gotten the right. movie if it wasn't, it was paid for from an American movie. It was free. It was just like, yeah. here you Here's go, show a movie. it. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie got like screenings everywhere just because it was free. And, you know, it just spawned into, like, you know, this horror classic. So everyone who made zombie movies is a big, fat copycat. Would I mean, pretty much, yeah. I would if it was free. Yeah. yeah. that. Oh, shit. Do we put the, the copyright on that new Lexus? Oh, fuck. Can oh, I just go and nah. can I get that real quick? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Just a car stealing joke that I did. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of glad this happened, though, because, like I said, zombies would not be anywhere what they are today. It would have probably been more like the Haitian zombie idea, yeah. not yeah. like flesh eating. Which and is, let me say, pretty lame if you watch yeah, Haitian cause... zombies versus zombies we have now. Because they're not Meh. like cannibals. They're Definitely. controlled by chemicals in their mind. Yeah. And they're all like tribesmen. I like, I like, like they're zombie slaves. movies that talk about racism that not are not actually racist. Yeah. Fair. It's very odd. Yeah. yeah. So in speaking about the zombies, uh, let me tell you about how they got them to look the way they did. They killed okay. them and brought they, them back yeah, to life. They killed people and then they <laughs> injected them. them with, they just, uh, cocaine? Reanimator fluid. fluid. Reanimator fluid. That's Re-animator. right. That's what go. it was. Yeah, I knew that was called. Dr. Herbert West. Yes. <laughs> uh, so for the blood in this movie, they used both blood. red. What? For the blood, they used blood. I mean. Oh, Practical no. effects. Yeah, of course, right. So they just like had everyone, you know, just Cut themselves. Right. Mommy, I hurt. I know. <laughs> That's right. Um, but when they weren't using real blood, they used red ink and chocolate syrup, just depending on what kind of texture That's they true. needed for you the shoe. use chocolate syrup because it's black and white. Yeah. That's smart. You can use whatever yeah. the fuck you want, basically. Yeah. Um, they it's also pee. used mortician's wax to make wounds and flesh. Neat. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of gruesome. Uh, this is kind of gross. Uh, for the scene where Karen starts eating her dad, they used a crew member's lunch. They were eating hamburgers. They said it was either hamburgers or meatball sandwiches that day for like uh, for craft services or whatever. So they just put chocolate syrup on it yeah. and had her eat it. I was and I read that before I watched it. I'm like, damn, that does kind of look like a sandwich. I'm sure, it tastes fucking good though. Yeah, I'm sure it's hot. I want to see yeah. that now. Chocolate hot syrup and press. meat. That sounds fucking disgusting. They made um, the girl eat that. I'm sorry. Have you ever had a cheat day? Yeah, <laughs> no, pile it all on one point. plate. No. Um, one of the actors, actually, I'm not sure which one, owned some butcher shops, so uh, they donated roasted ham and entrails to be used as human remains. So it's actually real. Entrails ash. There you yeah. go. Yeah, they also use secondhand clothing for the zombies. Easy, just go to Goodwill. That's cheap as shit. Yeah. Um, or back in the day, little le- le- old Goodwill. Little le- <laughs> le- old Goodwill. <laughs> 
Uh, so just like the secondhand clothes that they use for the wardrobe, many of the pieces of the music you hear. Hey in guys, the movie, I, said, I said lay old Goodwill, and I know I know now that it's ye old Goodwill, and I wasn't thinking about it. I don't know why I went to like the meme thing. Maybe we all just like. And everyone went for it. We I really got pre- that. I really appreciate you guys going, going for it. I'm the Spanish so spin. I am embarrassed by it. That's no. point. I want to touch base on Scry. that. I totally glazed over that. Yeah. It's all good. Did not notice. So anyway, <laughs> all the music you hear in the movie, it sounds great. Wow, it's so cool. What an original soundtrack. It's not. It's all stolen from other movies oh, and God, TV fucking shows. fucking awesome. Damn it. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, who did the soundtrack for this? It's just, like, no it's one. literally picked from different, all kinds of Damn. stuff that was out at the time. Do you see them just, like, sitting in front of a TV, Cutting. like, with, like, a recorder? Like, yep, that'll do. They've got audacity. That'll yeah. do. Damn. Here, we'll just sample that. All right, so. Bold move. Would you download Mr. a car? Mr. Zachary, would yes. you tell us about some of the uh, culture at the time this movie came out? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm only going to graze it for a second because there's a lot of it. We don't want to get too... Uh, boiled Deep in the into weeds. it. But let's not forget about this movie when we're talking about social or political trends. That We were talking about 1968. This is four years after the Civil Rights Act was passed. So we're talking about a very um, contentious time Charged. with black-white relations yes. in the country. Mm-hmm. And as mentioned, Ben, our protagonist, was an African-American in 1968 where he slaps a white woman, shoots a white man, and is shot in the end by a white sheriff after surviving the whole night, which is the craziest combination of events for this movie. For this movie and for this time? Yeah. That is absolutely buck wild. I was loving every second of it. I mean, not loving the part where he died, but, but the, the, the message that is being portrayed through the movie. Definitely. And here is one theory on the movie from Jordan Peele from Get Out, who made the wonderful movie that we haven't covered yet, but it is a great horror we movie. We didn't talk about it yet. Definitely we'll cover it maybe next season. Uh, describing his own black protagonist in his movie in relation to the Night of the Living Dead Ben. This is super mm-hmm. interesting. Theoretically, the racial perspective is the very skill that helps him. You could write an interesting essay about how the lead in Night of the Living Dead is a man living in fear every day. So this is a challenge he is more equipped to take on than the white women living in the house. Oh, True that. Yes. Chris, so fucking in his smart. racial paranoia, is onto something that he wouldn't be if he was a white guy and there was a similar thing going on, which I think is a great point. That is Chris. Fucking Chris is the protagonist of Get Out. Yeah. So Chris is oh, more oh, prepared for, okay. for crazy white people shit happening because he's dealing with it every but day. But the same right. for Ben and I yeah. for Ben. Yeah, yeah he's you know? dealing with shit all the fucking time. So he's ready for the zombies and he's ready for that ugly white dude in the basement. Because he's always been let down by people. So yep. he's always yes. expecting the worst mm-hmm. in people. Mm-hmm. And you compound this with Romero's just general distrust of the government. You know, we're talking right. about. I guess what in the in the midst of the Vietnam, Vietnam War, yes. there's a lot of Vietnam and the like government's Cold not War really vibes. saying much. Yeah. Um, throughout the movie, there's confusing bulletins from the government, disorganized and amateur militias just tearing through the country, shooting it's kind people. Of a, it's kind of a weird thing, which is capsulated by what you said is sh- the shooting of Ben, which is like yeah. you know the, the largest letdown in the movie of just yeah. you know government failing, or. Is it a motif on, you know, they knew he was black and they shot him anyway? Yeah. yeah. Or they weren't going to bother checking. Yeah. Right. Why would you check at that point? Exactly. He's black anyway. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Oh, fucked. shit. I already whacked it up. Well, let's okay. get a little more pinpointed. And um, Scribe of Satan, can you lead us through what the public might have thought at this point in 1968? Because there's a lot of weird elements going on right now. It could go any different direction. Yes. As with most like cult horror movies that's very diverse uh the reviews depending on which time period you ask oh definitely I so imagine. if you're looking back the the reviews are much different than uh, like a film critic or a, a film historian looking back now mm-hmm. currently right now it has a 97 critic review on wow. Rotten tomatoes that's crazy that's and an 87 percent user review which is pretty high and of course this is a highly rated film because it's a cult classic and it Spawn zombies and yeah, it's it's, it's a big it's night of living dead. Night, for God's it's sake. night of the living dead. Yeah, right. Um, so let's go really quick to talk about these two different times. I think uh, Roger Ebert. I know we talked about him a lot and bring him in, but he was actually there in the theater watching the the movie. I bet he didn't like it. He loved it. Really, really. He wrote an article about it when he saw it, 
but Damn. of course he wasn't doing movie reviews back then. But he still wrote an article about when he saw it? Now, looking back at when he saw it, at a three and a half out of four stars. Okay. Damn. Nice. Which is very high. And also, at the time, he wrote an interesting article on the audience reaction at his viewing because the movie was produced before the MPAA code went to an effect. And so at the time, a lot of children were there at the movie with Whoa. him. Whoa. Oh, shit. So oh, no. There is no, there is no rated R. There's no shit like that. That's wow. awesome. So parents. People still do that, though. People still take their kids to this movies. This is true, but there, there's, no, you, there's nothing from like, there's no guy at the front saying, hey, just letting you know. Yeah. Like, hey, can I see some ID? That's crazy. You can literally like five cents, bring your kids. because the They movie must have changed that like right after this movie. You want to watch the Nickelodeon. Yeah. yeah. They didn't yes, change it right was... they, they changed it uh, about 1990. Uh, what was, was it? it PG to PG was it Gremlins? Was some weird Gremlins shit? and Ghostbusters. Yeah. Jaws, too. That's... But they didn't have a rating. There was no rating. rating. Well, even back then, probably not no. at all. Yeah. Yeah. So... He was in his article. He talks about the like shock and horror. Uh, what he said is, "I felt real terror in that neighborhood theater last Saturday afternoon." This is back when oh, he originally cool. was writing about it. I saw kids who had no resources they could draw on to protect themselves <laughs> from the dread and fear that they felt. That is wonderful. Yes. So <laughs> I can't imagine just parents like, "Hey, let's go see this movie." Because of course, all the other like shitty horror movies are like some big like green monster, and then yeah. like yeah. the sol- good soldiers come and shoot them, and now it's over. Yeah. But Which now. Probably like, still terrifying for a child. I mean, fair, but but that, that is compared realistic. to the realism of yeah. this, because yeah. something it's the big thing with this horror movie is that the monsters are not some monsters that have been created or some guy in a suit. The monsters are real people. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. which is a and big they're thing. used to like these news broadcasts of like what's going on with like Vietnam, Vietnam War, War and all that. So yeah, so you know that what the news bulletins might sound like if it was sounds a, real to a them, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. So uh, because of the amount of children seeing this movie and because of how sensational it was at the time, because of all this new horror concept, you know, because zombies real horror real people the 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 speaking on the different cultural aspects and 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 the commentary on that uh there were some pretty like bad reviews a variety in 1968 said that it was an unrelieved orgy of sadism Ooh, i nice. like it which I like is that such review. a cool review now Hell but yeah. like back then like people like shitting on the movie like damn come on y'all i'm trying to make some money um, I can't believe they use the word orgy, but I know, I know you think. Well, it is the 60s. <laughs> it is the 60s. That's right. And of course, now it's viewed as a horror classic and praised for its critiques on American society. Like I said before, Cold War politics and racism. Um, looking at reviews happening now, Amos Barshad of the New York Times magazine Vulture says, if Romero's original vision of the undead looks dulled by today's standards, his embedded political commentary on racism feels just as sharp. Now, I know he said himself, uh, Romero did, that it wasn't intentional, but the message, I think, is clear and still there. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely as important as... Uh, the horror aspects that were growing at the time. I don't think like he intended it, but he welcomes it. Yes. I think that he's expressed that also. This is true. Uh, and also IGN's Cliff Wheatley says Romero's zombies are terrifying in black and white, but one could even argue who was the true monster in the movie, the undead or the living. Definitely the living. They didn't know how to fucking get along. This Upstairs, downstairs, sideways, I mean, that's, backways. That's another thing with the like commentary on the social yeah. and political yeah. climate. We, we, we've the been time. talking about it earlier. This is one of the first movies introduced that type of survival trope of what's going mm. on. Who's the leader? Who's the leader in a place where there's no structure and there's nothing right. but just deciding on votes and like this pseudo democracy? Exactly. Of, like, I'm six the boss people. up here. You can be the boss down yeah, there. I mean, like a yeah. non-confrontational person. Like, yeah. what am I gonna do? Right. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah, movies like that where that puts you in it. Like, what would I do? That's what it does, though. Yeah, it puts yeah. You in, though. Like, would I stick up for myself? Maybe not. Yeah. So this obviously it may be difficult to feel the horror of the dated zombies. I know it was for me to be scared of like these super idiot zombies, but I think the social horror and the political commentary is still very relevant and very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's one of my favorite things about this movie is yeah. what it did for the time, unintentionally or intentionally, what it said. Yeah, that's yeah. what I really took. I mean, obviously, yes, it's a great horror-building movie. It, it was a big, big foundation, but that's what I really appreciated out of the movie. This movie is still so relevant given our current political environment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now let's go to taglines because I f- can't imagine... 
if I'm thinking of the date of this movie, I think the taglines are gonna be pretty whack. But I'm open to being dead surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psych. Yeah, I would I would put the the variety review an unrelieved orgy of sadism just right on the DVD. See, here. that sounds really awesome. That's good. Uh, yeah, I would own that. I if own I was that Romero. What do you yeah, got? that's a great Let's review. These taglines, you know what? They're really not that bad considering the time. Oh shit! I'm knocked over my water. Okay. All right. Here's the first one. There are quite a few. If it doesn't scare you, you're already dead. That's not bad. That's okay. Yeah. That sounds like a movie we've already done, so I want to say someone stole that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something new, something evil, something unspeakably terrifying. I I like that for this in the time. Yeah. I like Maybe. that like if I'm like pitching like my sex life. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> baby. Thanks. Uh, here's the next one. Prop. Uh, no love story, no hero, no heroine, no message, no questions, no answers, just terror, which okay. gnaws at your very being. There's a lot of fucking questions for me. Yeah, so, I have questions, uh, and I feel like a there's a message. Well, yeah. And there's a heroine as well. But that I think it does capture, like, the confusion and, like, chaos of the movie yeah, that it's fair. trying to bring. It's a little long for a tagline. A little long. That's kind of a tag sentence. Burbos. Uh They keep coming back in a bloodthirsty lust for human flesh. I'm what that voice you did. It's okay. Yeah, your voice, voice went one way and then it stopped going that one way. I want you to keep it. The next keep, one, keep, do it again. Uh, keep it on that level. Actually, yeah, can we get that voice all the time? Yeah. Can we get that one more? You turn it up a little bit. Right it's, back. Pits the dead against the living in a struggle for survival. I feel like I have, I'm hearing you and I don't want to yeah. hear you. I want to hear, hear your, your, your movie, movie voice. voice. Yeah, yeah. Pitch the dead against living in a struggle for survival. Love That's it. That's, that That's sounds good. That pumps up a tagline like a couple notches for me. Can I buy a ticket for this? Yeah. They won't stay dead. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. They're coming to get you again. Barbara. 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 <laughs> Barbara. They're coming to get That's you. That's it for taglines, but I hear we're going to be doing some trivia here. Is that right? Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, trivia. Fuck I didn't know about yes. this. Ooh, All right. Wow. So are you guys ready to play Entrail Ashes? Horror <laughs> Master Trivia! I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready! I was so excited God, when I learned so about this three weeks ago when you were accumulating all this data to ask us questions about Okay, so audience, none of these fuckers should miss any of these Uh-oh. questions. Whoops. Because we've gone over all this shit in the past 50 episodes. We have? So I'm going to ask... I wasn't here. Ooh, I wasn't here Tough all the time. shit. You listen to the show. So I'm going to ask... Nine questions and then a rapid fire. Yep. Of six questions. Okay. Sounds good to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. We, all, we sense. all get three questions at the end. We're gonna settle our disputes on the dance floor of the rapid fire. So yes. I will give you a fact, a clue, or a line, and you will guess what movie Ooh. it comes from. Oh, no. Don't tell me directors. Don't tell me any other bullshit. I want to know the movie. Can I have Got IMDb it. open? Got it. Got no. It. Okay. No phones. Where are your phones? Okay, Siri. All right, cool. So, Scribe? Yep. You're going first. Hit me. There are no females in this movie unless you count a computer chess program voice. Uh, SpongeBob. What? Uh, Plankton's wife. Can I answer for him? No. No. I don't know. Okay, I'll give you a hint. The voice was actually John Carpenter's wife. Can I tell him? Someone steal it. Okay, I'll give him another hint. No. I mean, you've already lost this. Yeah. Okay. Think a a sexy man with great hair. That's not going to give it to him. No. Someone steal it. Kurt Russell? Wait, the thing? Yep. Yeah. But you didn't get a point. All right. Zach. I haven't seen that movie in a while, guys. This movie is based off a 1970s book written by Lois Duncan. What? (gasps) You cheating son of a bitch. I'm not cheating. I don't have the answer, obviously. (laughs) Who the fuck? I don't even well, know that's the not answer. my question. You don't know the answer? Well, no, I'm saying I didn't have the answer. Okay. I'm not cheating. Let me you ask again. This movie is based off a 1970s book written by Lois Duncan. Ooh, I know it. Pride and Prejudice. Lois and zombies. Duncan? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lois Duncan. Yeah. Um, this is probably going to be Midnight and Barley. That's not a movie. Can I give him a hint? No. Can you give me one? If I get a hint, I don't get it, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So, Lois Duncan, 1970. We are getting to the movie. Which I mean, how many movies have we watched based off of a book? 1970. Twilight. I don't know. Okay. Honest, I don't know. Okay. Macias, what is it? I know you did last summer. You're right. Oh. Okay. All right. But there's not a book. 
It's fine. Okay. This movie is one of Sid Haig's earliest acting roles. Spider Baby. Well done. Spider Baby is a movie? Okay. It's a movie. Weird movie. You guys are going to love this. Cat Dead. Details later. Reanimator. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I forgot. All right. So, Katie, you answered that for Scribe. So, I'm going to give it to Scribe. Woo! This is what happens when I you don't follow the rules. Sorry, I've had two beers. All right. Originally wanting... This is for Zach. Originally wanting to cast little girls for the lead roles, the director of this film decided to make props and furniture look bigger instead. I, I mean, originally wanting little girls... For the lead roles. Okay, he opted to make furniture... Pee-wee's Playhouse. Furniture and props look bigger to make bigger. the the lead women in the film look younger. Suspiria. Yeah. Well done. I was about to right? shoot you in the fucking no, face. No, I was thinking about Come it. On, I was yo. like, Ugh, little girls. You're talking about you. That was a little deceptive. Little girls are like three year olds. I almost just said seeing red. Teens. Hot teens. Hot teens. Hot teens. Okay, Macias. Watch me get a super hard one now. This movie's telepods were inspired by the director's Ducati motorcycle. Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Nope. Ooh, I know it, but I don't get a point for it. The Fly. Well done, Zach. Don't you don't get a point, get a point but Fun. well done. Well, we're all tied at one now, right? All right. Scri yes, everyone is tied Should at one. Ducati's fucking... Never mind. E either one of you could win this round. Any oh, of yeah. you guys could. Yeah. Okay, Scribe. Yeah. The biker gang that calls themselves the Pagans are featured in this film. Do yeah. you guys know the answer to this? Of course I do. Okay. Uh, it is the SpongeBob movie and the bar is the Salty Spittoon. Good. If that's too vague, Question. I'll give you a clue. Do I get Think the point? pie in your face. American pie. And <laughs> you guys know the answer? I mean, I don't even want to say it. Just say it, honey. I don't have it. I was lying. You don't know <laughs> this? Fuck, you bozer. The see The Pagans? The Pagans. Pagan motorcycle gang is in this movie. Think pie in your face. Hot Rod. Dawn of the, or sorry, Dawn of the Dead. You guys don't remember that? That was an epic scene. Oh, the motorcycle gang. Yeah. Sorry. Right. My bad. God damn it. That was my, my question. Bad. Okay. I'm up. All right. Who's next? Me. I'm up. I'm up. Zach's up. Peach Fuzz. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be from the movie Creep. Excellent. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Scribe. Wait, it's no, Macias. Yeah, what about oh. me? Okay. Macias. An actual snake was killed in the making of this film. And yes, the snake handler was on set crying. Oh no, fuck. What movie was this? Harry Potter. I like your disinformation campaign, Scribe. Yeah, I'm trying to distract. I think I gave that fact too. You did fuck. give that fact. <laughs> Shit. This is from Ash listening to all of her old episodes and yep. getting these facts out. Fuck. Neville Longbottom has Feel bad for you the sword of Gryffindor. The fucking craft comes to mind. We haven't even done the craft. Yeah. Come on, think. Think before you give me your final answer. I'll I read it one more me. time. An actual snake was killed in the making of this film. And yes, the snake handler was on set crying. That's the noise of the snake. It's parcel tongue. That evil dead comes to mind, but that's not it. If you don't know this answer, you're a poser. I'll say it. It's I gave the goddamn. I remember writing this shit down and saying it. Fucking podcast. <laughs> shit. Drink so much natty nala. Are you giving what? up? No, I'm not giving up. Friday the Thirteenth. Well done. I don't know where you that just came from. That out what? of your ass. Yeah. Holy fuck. Really? You fucking bitch. Yes. Okay. Damn it. I'm. I suck. Fuck. All right, guys. So the score is now Zach two, Macias two, Scribe one. Okay. I suck. We are going into round two of rapid fire, which means I will ask a question and whoever answers first gets the point. Got oh, I, it? I understand. All right. So first question. The creature's teeth in this movie were intentionally made to look like Nosferatu. I don't fucking know. AKA crawlers. Did it send? God damn it. Ooh. Well done, Zach. Holy shit. I'm way All right. This film is based off of an adorable short called Season's Greeting. Black Christmas. Black Chris no. Oh, it's a Christmas guest. I don't know. It's, uh... Season's Greeting. Any hints? No. No Season's hints. Season's Greeting? That was the name of the short. Was no Season's hints. Greetings. Greetings or greeting? 
Greetings. It doesn't matter. Trick or treat. Well done, Nasius. I was about to punch you in the boob if you didn't get that. (laughs) She has a tattoo of the main dude. Um, so the question, the fi- this film is based off an adorable short called Season's Greeting, and that is Trick or Treat. Is that really? I had no yep. idea. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The cast of this movie were made to watch Jacob's Ladder to get in the right mood for filming. Jacob's Ladder. One of the most <laughs> graphic shots of hell is in this movie. Event Horizon. Well done, Macias. Okay. Do you know what she did, your cunting daughter? <laughs> Ooh. Ah! Oh, that, that was, was a tie. That was a tie. Scribe, help. That was a tie. All right, then you both get a point. Okay. okay. Or well, you just don't give us any points. And okay. Then we'll yeah, it's yeah. easier. Yeah, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. I was practicing that one for a while. That's pretty good. Okay. When this movie was being released in Sweden, the theater gave out vomit bags to moviegoers. Shit. Guys, I don't know why uh. I'm in this trivia. I will give you all one clue in five seconds if you don't in know. Sweden? Yes. Given Was vomit it made bags. Was in Sweden? Given vomit bags. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait for the hint. Okay, you're going to do a hint. This is one of my favorite movies. Dead Alive. Well done, Ooh, Lloyd. I you do would not love have gotten me. that. Sharpshooter. Okay. I'll catch up. Remember when I was talking to you about people that are dead earlier? Yeah. Okay. Vern Troyer has a cameo of a nasty little creature being born into our dimension. Okay. Is he in that fucking movie? Yes. And he's dead. He died like two days ago. Did I get a point? Rest in peace. What was it? Wishmaster. Damn. Fuck Wishmaster. I I wrote, here's the end of the sentence. Vern Troyer has a cameo of a nasty little creature being born in our dimension in this shitty movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. There's two left. I can catch up. You. I can catch up. Probably can't. But Zach, you, you're still in this. I understand. I need you to focus. I'll steal it from you, Zach. All right. With such a meager budget, the director used over 18 fake shemps to complete this film. Fake Schindler As the project took way longer than expected, and actors started to drop out of it. What's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Here's the. What's a fucking shemp? It was a shemp. Fake shemp. They are. Shrimp? No. You're fake shemps shrimp. are. Using other people to play a role because you don't have Halloween? enough people to act out that role. So usually oh, you're wearing a, a lot of, of makeup because you won't be able to tell who's actually doing the acting in it. Mm. Nutty Professor. I'm just kidding. Um, well, you, I know I used like, you. I looked up fake shimps. Fake shimps. Shimps sounds like okay, something you one do more hint. your pubes. This okay. is... Ash's second favorite. Evil Dead. Evil no, Dead 2. That's not it. It was Evil Dead. What? CS wins, I think. What? There's 18 people in that? 18 fake champs. Okay. <sighs> Fine. You know what? No, yeah, hey, leave it. It's there. What? Okay. No, I'm going to get rid of it because y'all don't know what it was and I don't know how okay. to explain it. Okay. okay. This is the last question. You could tie it up, possibly. Unless yeah, I could, it I'm gets tied it. up. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yes. I guess so. I'm going to need you to be a little bit more confident. Well, I am, but all I got of a sudden, I don't know what I'm doing. All this right. point in my, it's my mine. Are you ready? Pants. Boy! Oh, that's definitely going to be... Uh, God of War. Boy! Phantasm. God of War. Okay, oh, wow. we've got a tie. We've got a tie, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. What's the tiebreaker? Zach and Macias. Oh, is it a tiebreaker, though? Well, since Scribe has officially been yeah, cut like, out of the race... Yeah, I'm out of it. I am going to have him do the tiebreaker since he's feeling pretty low about himself. Yeah, not feeling great. You You weren't there. You go. For but, most of those. But now I'm on the other side. I can't That's believe right. you guys are like tied up right now. This is exciting. Okay. It is exciting. I'm glad that we're like neck and neck. We're in the NBA finals right now. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah, this is the the seventh Hands game. Hands on your buzzers. Seventh game. Hands on buzzers. First person to say it. To name what movie this quote it is comes from. from. Yep. Okay, I got Are it. Are you ready? I already got it, so... Go ahead and say it, though. <laughs> Go for it, though. No, I would like to hear your guess. <laughs> well, I don't want to demean I, if you. If you guess it right saying, now, you win. If I guess it... Well, no. Yeah, but you get like, one guess. If I don't, then I'm going to waste my guess. Three, so. two, one. Giddy, 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 giddy. The audition. No! Oh, oh, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yes! yes! Good! Thank Damn you. Damn it! Well, sorry about your 
like Macias, you you know you were ahead of the game most of the time. Yeah, you were in the lead. So you was you, you got to be proud of yourself. Answered everyone even, else's questions. It doesn't even matter because <laughs> so we've true. approached the bittersweet end of this episode, and me as the winner of the game. I bet that feels good. That. Um, but bitter because like a zombie bite, we're about to be leaving you soon. You it's know, um, we're about to be blood changing. Macias's eyes already twitching over here. Yeah, my dick um, fell off. <laughs> but it, it's also sweet because we are going to have so much to talk about for these ratings we're about to get into with Night of the Living Dead. It's true. Are you guys ready to end this episode? Yes. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. So let's jump into our rating system. We're going to jump to eleven special spices that we're judging throughout the whole movie we're watching. And again, we're recording these things while we're watching the movie. I'm going to go into it right now. Jump scare. We gave it a 32.5%. Accurate. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty generous. accurate, to be honest. I gave it a 7, which is pretty fucking high. You guys didn't agree. Yeah, that was very That's high. You, I think you pulled the rest of us up. Well, soundtrack, me and Ash agreed. You guys didn't. That it was pretty high. We I gave it a 57.5. I love that soundtrack. It, it was average. ripped off, but it was good. Yeah. I'll give it that. Not the best. The gore. We gave it 8455 for what 55%. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I think I'll you're saying 84. It for <laughs> yeah. No, it was, Mad it was respect 55% kids. for okay. gore. Yeah. Uh, shock value, we gave it a 57.5. I yep. think people, it's hard to always assume what you're thinking if you're thinking it was a shocking then or shocking now. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's it's to, it's looking for the time period, it's extremely shocking, but yeah. now it's not that shocking. Right. So it's hard. Definitely. I, I, I think with movies like this, we'll generally, some of us will end up um, appeasing towards what it was then. Yeah, I'm back in 68. Because yeah. now it would be like a zero for me. But right. back then, that's like a, you know, a six for me. Yeah. Suspense. We gave it a 37.5. Not very suspenseful. We have monster slash killer appeal. We gave it a 42.5. So some good monsters mm. going on, but apparently we didn't like them at all. Uh, I I gave it a kind of an average score, not for the zombies, but because of the, three. the man in the base. Well, it's not an average score. Not great. I gave it a three because I like the people in the house. That's no, more, yeah, they were the, the true zombies. monsters. Yeah. Well, I gave it a seven because like the special effects to make those zombies look like zombies work pretty well for fair, all fair. the people in the field. You know, right. yeah. I don't know though. Horniness, we all agree, five percent. That might no. be the lowest. You know what? I forgot. There's a woman that is naked. You see her on the backside you in do this. It doesn't make you horny though. No. Well, maybe not you guys. I, at first, second, I got a little ping, but you know. Well, we not gave five percent. Not enough. Me okay. and uh, Scott was saying to give it the one. So yes. we're the ones are ping. Yeah, but scariness altogether, we have a twenty-seven point five. I will agree with everyone. It's not a very no. scary movie. No, not at all. This isn't no. a movie you show your significant other to get them to shudder at what you uh, are obsessed about. It's a good will. background yeah. movie, though. It's just a great to have background on. Movie. It is a good background like movie. Like at a party or something. Maybe like here, like at a tavern or some shit. Mm -hmm. Acting is the highest score we gave this movie. Yeah. Everyone it's agreed. Definitely yeah, that, yeah. up there. We had 9558 for a 67.5%. That's good. Yeah. And with the plot even higher, nine five six eight for a seventy percent. Yep. So everyone agreed yeah. on the plot being very excellent for that. So you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We had a number of kills. Everyone said everyone. Tons. Yeah. Messiah said seven. Yeah. So that was wow. wonderful. Does that count zombies? I think it's just human deaths, probably. Okay. Remember sex scenes, we all agree on zero. Right, right, right. Jump scares, we averaged a 2.25. That's about right. Yeah. yeah. Number of explosions, there's one. Yep. Great. And number of monsters, I have everyone, some, tons, and a lot. I put a lot, yeah. So I love the additional comments on that <laughs> as far as what we were dealing with. But now to go into the ratings, we're going to be talking about our individual scores. Uh, I'm going to go first. I gave it a 70%. Wow. I Woo. really liked the movie. Generous. I've watched it in high school. I watched it in middle school. This is a movie I've seen for a long time. But now watching it's a little uh, less impressive, I guess, after yeah. watching all the movies you watch. But I can put it in a context that makes it more impressive because I know what it influenced after it. And that's yeah. really a lot what saves it for me. So point... 0.70, 70%, 7 out of 10. What do you have to say about this movie? Because I'm very curious because you've been all over the fence in this one. Yeah, so I gave it a 5 out of 10 uh, because as an average dork, because I was pretty torn between, yes, this movie is valid and a cult classic for valid reasons, but also it's fucking boring looking yeah. at it from a yep. now perspective with the movies that we have now that are actually scare the freaking pants off of me. Yeah, middle of the road. I mean, good classic, but boring now. 
Yes. Um, Ash, what, what are you going to give it? I don't even know at this point. I think I gave it a seven and a half because no, I, I gave these two. Gave it a 7. I knew 5. it. Yeah. Wait till you hear mine. I'm ready Well, for because it. I gave Dawn of the Dead an 8.5, and I was like, go. this is definitely not, like, Dawn of the Dead's my favorite Romero. But um, sociologists and political scientists in me gave it a higher score. I love yes. all that fun stuff. Um, I thought of this movie if I were in the 60s, so that's why my rating was a little bit higher. I love that the daughter was actually a slow-turning zombie, and you find that out at the end. I like that it picked up at the end. I was grateful that it picked up at the end. I thought the end was a lot of fun. So Yeah, yeah it did pick up. I mean, for me, it was seven and a half, and I don't need to explain myself to you fuckers because either you get it or you don't. Right. That's, That's true. fun. Personal That's opinion. Totally fine. Here, Macias, what did you give it? And what do you think about the movie? I gave it a whopping 1.2 out of 10. So oh that's about That's less than Wishmaster? It's a 12% there. Oh, my God. I would rather watch there. Wishmaster any Are day. Are you kidding oh me? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm very surprised about that myself. I do wow. not like old movies. I hate old movies. They're fucking boring. Where's the guts? Where's the sex? Where's the explosions? There were guts in this movie. Okay, there were some guts, yes. When I saw them actually eating people, I was impressed, but... Yeah. Old movies aren't my thing. I'm always going to rate them low. You God. guys know that. It wasn't my favorite. I love watching like slow burn movies because I'm like, A, I'm like grinding through to get to the good stuff. But B, I'm like, man, I cannot wait to hear Messias bitch about uh, this shit. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, and, and uh, all of us together, we gave this movie a 51%. Here comes to the sad part of the podcast. We aren't going to be releasing for about a month. Yep. But we'll be back. Yeah. Much we're like going to be active during will. that month because we're going to be watching horror anyway because we love it. It's true. And we're going to hit it hard and hit it raw. So hard. Raw? Yeah. Hit raw. Raw, raw. 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 Raw dog. We, we should go raw. Yeah. This is true. With the yeah. new season coming out, we definitely want some more user input. So definitely, definitely hit us up on Instagram or Twitter if there's something that you want to see, something you want to hear us talk about, or any interesting horror stories, because we do have time for that now that we've cut out some of our more chaff segments of the podcast. And that's we're chaff. cutting out those stuff for that. We want you For you. Everything we do for you is for you. And for you. Just you. Don't, for you. For you. And you do not appreciate it. And quickly, before we end the episode, because we doing so much. Uh, what are your favorite two movies reviewed while you've been on the podcast? One, two, three, go. Describe a saying. Uh, Shaun of the Dead and The Audition. Love it. Ash. Evil Dead and Dead Alive. CS. Since he's been on the podcast? Everyone Since you've been on the podcast. You. Okay, Exorcist, Trick or Treat. Ooh, Excellent. Ooh, Exorcist was fun. Yeah. Halloween Reanimator. Ooh, okay. yeah. Also you guys later. Can we read Watch those movies. Please watch us again. We're back in three weeks. Love you. Bye. Love you. Kisses. Mwah. <laughs>